This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, we've got a great show today, don't we? Yeah, we do. This is one of those ones where you, you there's a lot to learn. Buckle up. So Sean Anderson is on the show. He is a building inspector, longtime building inspector. Yeah, first time caller, longtime building inspector. But he's with uh, the Inspector Home Inspection Services in Vancouver. And that's his own company. That's his own company. And uh, the thing I like about Sean is, I mean, there's a lot of inspectors in Vancouver, but he was a journeyman carpenter for, I think, about 20, 25 years. He was also an apprentice with uh, one of the major local developers, and um, he's done his own flips. Yeah, I mean, he, Sean is one, he didn't just go to a, an inspector's course and do the nine months or 12 months sure. or whatever it is it takes uh, to get certified. He's a guy that has basically lived and breathed uh, the building industry. So that's yeah. a really a useful skill set that uh, he brings to an inspection. Maybe before we get to uh, our interview with Sean, um, yeah. did, did, we did get a lot of calls. Thank you very much for reaching out. Matt did get a new jacket, so yeah, guys. Your, your donations are no longer required. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate it. We were going to do a no, GoFundMe I, I, page, yeah. but uh, decided yeah, against no, it. It's uh, that VC Lions code from the 90s is the one that uh, <laughs> that I'm sticking with. Starter. Starter, <laughs> the starter yeah. VC Lions code. <laughs> it's get, a pullover. You get robbed. <laughs> at the train station for that one. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we, very much. yeah, we should say that that was a, yeah, a little story from last week's episode with Sarah Penman. Back catalogs there, so check it out. You could spend 
tens, if not hundreds of hours on that site, just listening to the podcast. Yeah, at least, at least hundreds of hours. Yeah, for sure. Well, 42 times 0.5. 20. 22. You could, you could spend about 21 hours over there. <laughs> and if you're an investor and you want to hear a property manager who has over 300 doors explicitly lay out what her criteria is for finding a good investment, go back and listen to that episode. You'll, yeah. You should learn a lot. It's a fantastic one. No, no question about it. Yeah. So Matt, markets kind of, uh, it seems to be picking up in certain areas. I mean, it's always the skins of the onion, but uh, what are your thoughts yeah, on things? Yeah. So, you know, uh, a lot of people have been talking about how the market is busiest at that sub-million dollar right. level. And, and as a general statement, that's, that's most doubtedly true. But what we have been noticing, and we talked about before we went live, is a sort of more subtle distinction that's occurring right now. Um, and I can outline it with two properties that I looked at over the weekend. Uh, one was a one-bedroom in Den, peekaboo water views, corner unit, nice and bright at the max on Beatty Street in right. Town. Awesome Great location, building. awesome unit. Really, uh, you know, it was hardly lived in. It was a fantastic spot. Anyway, they looked at offers yesterday, 20 offers. This feels to me like uh, March of 2016, right? right. Just, just nuts, bananas. Yeah. Uh, so they get 20 offers last night. So you got, of course, subject free, and it goes close to 100k over asking. But conversely, there was another unit, uh, one bed and den in Crosstown. So just uh, you know, also a popular location, right? In a great building, lower floor unit. Outlook wasn't that great. Uh, they had people come in over the weekend. They were looking at offers on Monday, and they didn't get a single offer. Wow. So this so, got me thinking and us talking yeah. about what's going on within certain price bands. So it's not just uh, you know everything under 650 or 600K is still moving. It's actually there's a distinction being what made here. What is that? So, so flesh that out. Well, what we've been talking about is top-tier properties and second tier properties. Right. And, you know, Adam, I feel like I'm talking here. Why don't you explain exactly what we mean? Well, what we mean by by tier two properties. So this could be for for either condos or houses. So these are properties that in a busy market where demand outweighs supply so aggressively, anything sells, right? You could have a a SkyTrain running through your living room, it's going to sell. Right? In multiples. In multiples. And and this is exactly what I mean. But in a softer market, when now all of a sudden we have people going out, we have quite a bit of selection, even though inventory is still very low. Right. But we have fewer buyers out. People are starting to be picky about what they go after. They go after the, the stuff that would be considered a top tier property. So a tier two property might be something on a busy street. It might be in a garbage building uh, or a building with problems in a regular floor plan or an irregular lot, a, a condo unit without parking, a condo unit without outdoor space. Um, you know, not always a problem, but these are things that people, yeah. in a lot of people criteria, these are things that on their must have list, right? Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, something like a negative view, like perhaps you're looking out into a, a back alley or a transformer or into the side of another building. Well, and this is exactly the, the characterization of those two properties that I was drawing on before. The Max uh, building had a pretty nice view, really nice and bright. Right. You know, you're not staring into anybody else's window. The other, the outlook was, it was a lower floor and it was, you know, decidedly not so great. And in this market, 
that matters. That's a factor. That absolutely matters. So one thing, and we, and we've always talked about this as well. And I mean, it goes back. A good friend of ours bought a house on a busy street a while back. He bought it knowing that he was going to be getting it at a discount. Yeah. Right. And when he goes to sell it, he's always aware. And we always make the joke. He's going to be selling at a bit of a discount. Yeah. He thinks it's hilarious. Well, he thinks it's, yeah. He he thought it was hilarious when he bought it. We'll see when he sells it. But, (laughs) but the, uh, the, the key being that if you're aware of that, when you buy a tier two property, there's nothing wrong with it. And strategically, if you buy it in a soft market and you and you go to work and you try to get a, a bit of a deal on it, then and you're willing to wait for that market like last year where everything sells, then you're going to do well on it. Well, that's one of the things I was going to say. If there's certain things that don't matter so much to you, like Outlook, or if you're looking to put a tenant in sure. and, uh, and you know, you're looking for a deal, now might be the time to be looking at those tier two properties that sit on the market a little bit longer and you potentially can grind them down and get a really good price. And, uh, you know, now's the time. And you, you heard it here first from a guy who's got a kitchen bathroom. Uh, <laughs> a bathroom of, in my kitchen. Speaking of it, yeah. That can be changed, though. That can be changed. That can be changed. You got a tier two kitchen. I got a tier two kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a tier one bathroom. Uh, so, hey, without further ado, let's get to our uh, our interview with Sean Anderson, fantastic inspector in Vancouver. And I think uh, the, the big takeaway here, who is Sean's favorite developer in Vancouver. He knows the city so well and he knows the developers work so well. So stay tuned. Okay. So I'm here with Sean Anderson from the Inspector Home Inspection Services. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing well, Adam. How are you? Doing well, thanks. So uh, first off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm... um I'm a journeyman carpenter by trade and uh, spent 25 years building and decided I need a change. Moved on to home inspection. Oh, wow. Okay. So were you building in the lower mainland? Yeah, mostly West Vancouver. West Vancouver. Okay, great. So a lot of people ask us questions of when they're buying a condo or when they're buying a home. Uh, you know, it, it obviously makes sense to get a house inspected. What are your thoughts on getting a condo inspected? I would say definitely get one. I think too many people are relying on depreciation reports, and that's just not a very accurate assessment of the suite itself, but even the building. It's it's based on statistical averages only. Okay. So, so you should get the suite done, and then you would also recommend having an inspector go through the building? Yeah. Get, get access to roof and mechanical areas, walk the parkade, spend some time outside looking at the envelope. Do so, the whole thing. Treat it like a house. So there's a lot that you can learn just from a, a visual inspection of the, of the building and the common areas then. Definitely. Definitely. And also read the, read the depreciation reports from the engineer and the engineering uh, reports like envelope studies for the client as well. Um, it's not really generally within the scope, but just give it a read and see see how it reads and if it's if it's a template or not. Because quite often they're, they're templates and and they forget to change one one thing from the, from the next building. So it's it's really important to read those. Wow. Okay. So what are your thoughts about people that are buying presale condos? Obviously, presales are very hot right now. Would you recommend that somebody get an inspection of a presale condo? You mean. After it's Sorry. built, doing yeah, a walkthrough? Yeah, yeah, or? yeah, here we go. Yeah. Sorry, here. Yeah. this is the well, lack of coffee here. I'll... <laughs> it, 
it's uh, you know when after after it's built for sure have somebody professional come in and take a look at it and, and do your deficiency walkthrough with the developer. Um, as you know, we we catch we catch a lot of things that the average person person does not see. Yeah, I think there's something. I mean, we we've done a lot of uh, inspections together during the deficiency period, and there's definitely. I mean. Whenever you join us, there's a lot more tape on the deficiencies than if it was just myself. Um, so yeah. it's always good to have you there. But also, I think that there's a, something a, more to a credibility of of pointing out deficiencies when you actually have your inspector with you. Yes, I agree. I mean, and and hopefully it doesn't. You using green masking tape. Hope, hopefully it doesn't look like Kermit the Frog exploded in this week. <laughs> right, so. right, exactly. <laughs> That doesn't happen very often, but we don't want that to happen. <laughs> right. So I've actually, I've never asked you this question, but I've always been curious. Do you have a, a favorite building in Vancouver? Um, for residential? For residential, yeah. For actually, residential, maybe we'll do I, both. Yeah, well, I think for residential, my favorite building in the city is Highcroft Towers. Right. It's, um, it's built like a tank. It's 16th and Granville. It's a mid-century modern building. Beautiful. 158 suites built in 1952. Yeah, it's just a it's just a tank. Good. And then I, I would I would have to say probably the James as, as a newer building. As a newer building, okay, great. Yeah. And what about for uh, commercial buildings? Do you have a favorite? Well, the Hotel Vancouver and the Marine Building, without a doubt, those are amazing. Yeah. So even you've picked some great buildings there. How about if, if you were buying a pre-sale condo? I, I know you've worked with a lot of developers in the past uh, in your former life as a, as a contractor. W- is there any developer that you would consider or maybe put at the top of your list if you were buying a pre-sale condo? That's easy. <laughs> Boza. Boza? Okay. Boza. Um, concert. Yeah. Uh, Cressy. You know, they're... they're really kind of stand-up builders. They right. really are. Right. Yeah. And I, I won't ask you the reverse of that question because I don't want to isolate <laughs> no, anyone. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to isolate anyone. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of builders in the city, so right. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a competitive game. Right, right. Do you see, you know, another question that comes to mind is obviously we have these, we have a lot of huge developers in the city that, that develop worldwide. Um, how about smaller developers, small scale buildings? Have you seen a lot of, you know, like we're talking about maybe one offs or a few, a few offs. Sometimes people are discouraged from actually buying a, from a smaller developer. Do you think that's a, a smart approach or have you seen good work from small developers? I've seen lots of good work from small developers. I kind of have a theory that the small developers have really something to prove and they want to make a name for themselves. So they really do try to go the extra mile. At least it, there's at least a, a good bunch of them that are doing a really good job in the city. Really right. good job. So there's yeah. that effort to, to build their brand and, and make a name for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was going to say, it, it. you know, you could say that the opposite. I mean, a lot of big developers, they've got their name and they can afford to make a few mistakes. Right. Right. So they, they <laughs> you, already... know, you have to carefully choose. Right. The big developers already have the uh, customer service team in place, you I guess. That. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do you have one kind of overarching piece of advice for people that are, are looking to buy in Vancouver? Uh, yeah, and I've been asked that question before. And I really, truly believe research your inspector and research your real estate agent. Right. The two 
I mean, they're crucial parts of the equation. Good real estate agents, I mean, they don't even show you buildings that aren't any good. I mean, they 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 know their they do their homework. They know what's out there. They know what the rumors are, um, right. and they're looking after you. Um, like you know, I mean, I'm on your show, but I'd say like you and your brother, um, you guys do a good stand up job with clients. So, um, and me, you, you just kind of you're there for them. You're there even after the inspection. I I always offer my services after the inspection for for the clients. As long as they live in the home, they can contact me. Right, free of charge. So, um, it's, it's customer service. It's, you know, bring them into your, into your fold. <laughs> right. It's, it's stressful. So pick the right team. And what about people? So, I, I mean, I'm sure you get this question all the time and it's, it's nice that you have a background uh, as a contractor, as a, as a journeyman carpenter. It, what about people looking to do renovations? Is it, is a home inspector somebody that you can rely on if you were planning on, you know, making some pretty substantial renovations to the property? Well, Technically, no. Um, you shouldn't really rely on your home inspector to do that. It is beyond the scope, and you don't want somebody to all of a sudden take out a wall that's structural. Right. Um, there are there are inspectors out there that are qualified journeyman carpenters and engineers, like and make sure they're they're a structural engineer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they might they might have the initials by their name, but they might not be a structural engineer. Um, but uh, no, you really should always, always seek professional advice on that. Can you can you share a horror story? <laughs> and I know you've got a few because, like, I mean, you know, I, I know you've seen some horrible properties just because you did my home inspection. So, um, can you? <laughs> but can you share some uh, a horror story that maybe is not related to mine? I hope I didn't make the list here. Um, I think. Um because it's early in the morning, I won't give the gross horror story, but I'll give you a, a good example of why it's important to have an inspection. I know clients had brought me in, bought me in after they bought a house um, during that frenzy where people were just going in clean, clean, clean no subjects. Right. They bought a house. They ended up um, buying this house that was fully renovated, and it was essentially lipstick on a pig. Um, they brought me in because they were having problems and I did an inspection for them and it turned out to have about $350,000 worth of stuff wrong with it. Um, young family, they don't, they don't have the money to do any of the the repairs and we're, it was pretty significant foundations, wall structures that were moved that shouldn't have been moved. Um, electrical money. It was, it was everything. It was essentially everything. Wow. It was, it was horrible. Very sad to see. And have, so, <laughs> have they since, uh, has there been any recovery or have they since chipped away at the work? Um, yeah, well, I, I did arrange for a lot of trades to do uh, kind of a trade work. Um, they would go in and do some labor work for free, um, but the materials had to be paid for by the client, um, which was nice. They didn't have to do any of that, but it was quite kind. Are, so are you, they, they, they did get some of it done. Wow. Another reason yeah. to use Sean Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Free yeah, labor. Well, free labor. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll edit Let's that. Let's not advertise that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that out. I'm really busy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, Sean, and we've got this new segment. It's called The Five Wire. Obviously, Matt's not with me today, but um, we wanted to make sure that we, we covered this with you. So we've got five quick questions. Uh, are you ready to go? You bet. Okay, so favorite area in Vancouver? West End. 
West End. Okay. A lot yeah. of changes happening to the West End right now. I see a ton of buildings getting let's say, bought up. Let's say Old West End. Old West End? Because, yeah, West End <laughs> yes. might be full of concrete towers sooner than later. I know, exactly. Uh, favorite community. Favorite restaurant or bar? Baru. Where? Baru on Alma. On, o- on Alma. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good food, good drink? Great food, great drink, great service. Great ambiance. Perfect. Okay, yeah. so, so where do you take someone from out of town? First place. Back to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't. You, you heard it here first. Sean Anderson <laughs> doesn't enjoy out of town guests. <laughs> <laughs> I take him to Spirit Park. Spirit UBC. Park. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. UBC, nice, yeah. perfect. Um, West Side Mansion or Downtown Pentos? Downtown penthouse, baby. Nice, nice. Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Uh, eh, Stones, I guess. Stones. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, hey, Sean, how can people reach you? Uh, You can go to my website at theinspectors.org or email me at info at theinspectors.org or call me at 778-788-5301. Okay, well, hey, thanks for your time, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Cheers. So there you have it, folks. Our discussion, or I should say Adam's discussion, with Sean Anderson. Yeah, Matt, you weren't there this morning, and I I don't blame you. It was a 7 a.m. call with Sean, but you know what? I... To talk to Sean, I'm I'm up early. Yeah, you know what? Set your alarm, uh, and that's what Sean does, obviously, because that guy's running all day to get him on the on the phone. He's listening a busy to guy. The Stones, yeah, no, he is, he is, and I'm here sitting listening to the Beatles. Hey, well, uh, you know what? And bigger question for you: What did you think of his uh, top three developers? I was not surprised. I mean, Cressy, Boza. Concert. concert yeah i mean all all amazing developers in the city all of them make fantastic product and uh they definitely i mean we've sold a lot of their product and they're really really good with customer service and customer retention you know what those are t- three developers that really care about their their brand yep and uh they've been around for a long time and uh yeah they're they're amazing it wasn't surprising at all but i was still interesting because he sean knows his stuff for sure and matt um we also we hired this yeah, week, which we is great. So thank you so much for all the applications and for sharing it. We had a lot of people reach out and said, you know, my my cousin, my brother, my uncle my told aunt. me to yeah told me to apply, and we met a lot of people through uh, through you guys out there. So we really appreciate you reaching out and and sharing that post. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, Matt, uh, we're still looking for ratings. I mean, we yeah, we, with the ratings drive is back on. Are we? We're not going to call it a ratings. Drive we're not going to call it a ratings drive. We're this just is going uh, to call it a ratings plea. Yeah. Well, like we always say, if the best compliment that you can pay us is to go and rate the podcast. And uh, Matt, how can people reach you? Or getting in touch seven seven eight eight four seven two eight five four or Matt at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast dot com. Or you can try me at seven seven eight eight six six four five seven four or Adam at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast dot com. We also got that nonpartisan line info at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast dot com and we should say a new website. Uh, it's just getting better, especially now that we got uh, uh, our help lined up here. It's going to be extraordinary. So check us out at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Excellent. Well, looking forward to uh, the show next week, next Wednesday. Join us and uh, have a great week. Take care, guys. Goodbye.
Thousand Faces for Radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.